Today, there are two million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. Venez tous jeunes filles et garçons, je vais vous raconter l'histoire de notre immigration ici au USA, de grands aventuriers de pays étrangers. This is the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. I am Jesse Martineau. Now, today's episode is going to be a really fun episode. Our guest this week is a musician, Robert Sylvain. Robert proudly plays the music of Acadians, along with the music from various cultures that influence the Acadians. He has been the lead singer for multiple bands and has performed in Nova Scotia, in France, Quebec, New Brunswick. And actually, that last one was live on the CBC, which is very fun. I hope to talk about. Um, he's currently working on a super, super interesting project called Meme's Notebook, which I am very, very excited for him to introduce us to. So, Robert, welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy. Thank you for having me, Jesse. Happy to now, be here. Now, Robert, where did you grow up? I grew up actually uh, in uh, what we affectionately call uh, the South. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mainers call it the South. It's uh, uh, Boston. Um, gotcha. But, but uh, uh, I hope that your listeners won't take uh, hold it against me. My, <laughs> my parents were both uh, born and raised in Maine. And so I, now I live in Portland. Gotcha. Now, did you grow? Did they speak French? Was that their first language? My my father's first language was French. He didn't start speaking English until he he went to public school, and he grew up mostly in Waterville, Maine. He was born in Millinocket, sure. And so you know, mill towns uh, had a lot of uh, people of French descent, and and he was he was one of them. Did you have any French in your house growing up at all? Were you exposed to it? Yeah, um, but mostly you know when I went to visit my meme and Pepe. Uh, sure. In, in Waterville. My dad would speak French with his parents, but didn't really pass it on to me because, as uh, a lot of your listeners probably know, uh, in his generation, being French and speaking French was a liability. He, he did his best to, to assimilate and, and bring his kids up in an Anglo culture. By the time that I was uh, an adult, I, I was ready to recapture it, you know. Sure. It, so that's what I've been doing, and this is uh, part of it, is, is doing this uh, project of uh, old Acadian folk songs. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, because I'm kind of in the same boat you are. I'm the first generation in my family to not grow up speaking French right. as well. And so I think a lot of this project is probably trying to answer the question why, as to why that happened to us. But right. um, I do want to talk about, because I, frankly, I have uh, to confess that I learned much more recently than I would like to admit, or that I'm proud of, that I learned that Quebec and Acadia are definitely different things in different yeah. cultures. I didn't really realize that when I was growing up. Uh, what did you know growing up yourself about Acadian culture? Yeah, that's a good question, because actually my Pepe was Quebecois. Awesome. Uh, Sylvain is a Quebecois name, and uh, my Meme was a Thibodeau, so she was Acadian. They met in the St. John's River Valley, where the Quebecois and the Acadian cultures first started to mix. As far as I was concerned, I th and I, I think as far as many Franco-Americans are concerned, Acadian and Quebecois culture are synonymous. Right. Uh, and uh, they certainly have mixed into uh, this sort of uh, Franco-American culture that we hear a lot about. Sure. And, you know, you know, originally... Of course, they, you've got the, the uh, French Canada um, 
only referred to Quebec. Right. And, yep. uh, and the Acadians were uh, a people that uh, populated uh, the uh, provinces of Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and parts of Maine. But they didn't really have a nation, you know. It was, it's, and, and so after the uh, deportation, 1755, they're a diaspora. And so uh, without, without a, uh, a homeland with borders, I think that the identity was uh, obscured. Sure. But for people who had that, those Acadian roots, the, 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 the handful of, of surnames that are important to uh, Acadian heritage, those people knew they were Acadian. But I grew up with a Quebecois surname, so I didn't really realize it until I started learning Longfellow, you know, Evangeline. Yeah. yeah. And, and my dad was like, that's our people. And I had, awesome. no, I had no idea. So it wasn't until I was uh, older that I recognized the, uh, the distinction. Sure. No, that's awesome. And we're definitely going to get to Meme's Notebook because that I can't, I can't overstate how cool this project is. But I'd like to talk a little bit about your career. Now, when did you start first playing music? When did you decide that you were going to make some yeah, make somebody that, play that, some music? Is what I'm trying to say. I started uh, you know, playing piano and, and, uh, and guitar at a pretty young age, but I didn't really get into it until after high school when I uh, started a, a folk band in Boston uh, with another uh, songwriter. And uh, we hired a, uh, a friend who is a fiddle player, Steve Muse. And uh, so we you know, played original songs. But as we started exploring music together, Steve and I realized, oh, both of us have parents who speak French. And he's an Acadian, too. It wasn't until we both ended up in Maine and started seeing this underground Acadian culture all around us that we made that connection to the music. When I heard the music of the, the heritage, you know, I was entranced because it totally immediately hit me as something that you know, I was connected to. Sure. Now, that's so awesome. So basically, right from the very beginning, when you turn your life to music, you knew it was going to be to this this folk music, this Acadian music. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I listened to a, a lot of folky uh, stuff and blues um, as a young man, but it didn't really like hit me in the heart. My father was a singer, but that's awesome. he sang like barbershop. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, he was a choir boy. He sang hymns in French as a young man, but that wasn't like something that I that resonated with me it was only after I started digging and then I inherited this uh notebook of old Acadian songs from my meme and that's when this project started to take shape yeah that's cool now for people who may not be super familiar and I'm absolutely putting myself among them can you explain to us how Acadian music may be a little bit different than the music that we're traditionally used to hearing from Quebec? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, there's definitely a lot of overlaps. And the Acadians, because they're a diaspora, had influences from other cultures that they came in contact with. And one of them that is pretty powerful up in the uh, maritime provinces is the Scotch-Irish uh, influence. And, and they're, they're connected also 
through through history by way of the Bretons. Sure. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Breton music, yep. but they're one of the Celtic nations. That's yep. the the people of Brittany, France, who uh, have their own language, their own culture, their own type of music, but it's uh, markedly Celtic. And a lot of the Acadians came through Brittany to the New World and so picked up that style of music. And so if there's a closest relative with regard to the folk music, sure. I think Acadian and Breton music are, are very closely related. And they have certain like disparate traditions, um, one being fiddle music, which I think right. we're all familiar with. Sure. And then an, uh, another is these old uh, ballads and the uh, lion's share of the ballads in my Meme's notebook are what folklorists would probably be, uh, probably call uh, complaints. In French, it's complaint, yep. uh, it's loosely translated to a lament. Gotcha. Uh, so these epic broadsides uh, with, you know, six to 10 verses, uh, usually no chorus and typically sung a cappella so it's the kind of thing yeah that that they would um sit around you know around the fire sure uh, and maybe somebody would play a fiddle tune the the matriarch would pull out an old lament and and sing it uh for everybody and, and you'll see that too in in irish trad where every once in a while someone will stand up and everyone will be quiet and they'll sing some beautiful old ballad uh and that's that's uh, typical in the Akkadian tradition as well. Without that love of mine Abandoned and alone For quite some time Just to be with The others in his regiment Off to the war My lover went away He left me here Alone in abandonment Waiting alone For a count of days It came to pass That after time was spent I took myself away to the convent Off to a home for poor orphan souls Reconciled to spend my life languishing That's awesome. That's super neat. Now, one thing I have to ask about, because we've talked about it on the show before, and I found it fascinating when I first went back and started discovering the music of Quebec was the whole idea of the foot percussion. I think that's super. Yeah. Is that something that happens in Acadian music too? It is, yeah. It's related to clogging, but they do it in their seat, and I think that's what you're referring <laughs> yeah, to, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the sit, and like in my band, Boreal Thordu, uh, Steve Muse, who I mentioned earlier, plays fiddle and uh, stomps his feet as he's playing fiddle. It's really fun to watch. That's uh, awesome. So yeah, there, there's definitely that, and uh, also uh, percussion instruments like uh, le cuillère, which is just wooden spoons. Sure. Yeah. Uh, is, so, uh, yeah, there's definitely some some overlap, and then there's also um, overlap in the Cajun culture, um, which of course is the uh, the same people as the sure. Acadians. Uh, but since 
the Cajuns had different influences vis-a-vis, you know, with the, the, the Creoles and the uh, right. Tex-Mex influence down Louisiana. Their music is very different, but then it echoed back to Acadia during the radio days when, you know, Western Swing hit the nation. Acadians started hearing Cajun Swing. You know, of course, they've got the 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 language in common uh, sure. and the, the heritage in common. So you'll hear a lot of Cajun style stuff echoed back into Acadian music these days. That's awesome. Now, when I'm you know thinking about the music that I'm semi-familiar with from Quebec, one of the things that always pops into my head is the whole idea of the call and response. Yes. Is it the same, same kind of deal? Yep. There's uh, a few Meme's notebook uh, songs are... are uh, Colin's response or, or chanson à répondre is what exactly they call them. <laughs> yep and uh they actually have uh, I, we Royal Tordue has played um a number of those types of songs but since we used to play mostly in New England and you you'd get this uh you know half, half of your audience are uh old timers that grew up with French and they might know the song sure. uh but uh, many of our peers and audience members are English speaking. And so, you know, they can't participate. And so with this project, uh, with the call and response songs, uh, what I've done is I, instead of, I'll call in French and then respond with the English translation. Oh, that's so cool. it turns it, yeah, it turns it into uh, something a little bit different, but it's a fun way to connect English and French parts of, the Acadian culture, because that's that's the way I see it, really, sure. is that, you know, the Acadians in Maine, at least in my generation, are English speaking mostly. And, and there's no reason to uh, be ashamed of that. We grew up in an English speaking world and our culture is still alive, despite the language barrier. It makes me nervous uh, uh, to uh, to to talk about this stuff because I know that there are a lot of people who are purists in the sense that for many years, the culture was tied to the language in such a way that right. a lot of people came to believe that if we lose the language, then you lose the culture. I just don't think that that's true. And we're hundred percent with you. That's a large part of what was behind the starting of this project. In fact, that's the whole great. idea that we had that uh, Mike and I don't speak French but that doesn't make us any lesser Franco-Americans. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's what we're about. That's very awesome. You. Thank you, sir. Now, one of the, you know, things that my traditions, I should say, that my family grew up with, especially my mom, she remembers them pretty distinctly, uh, was the idea of the soiree, where yeah. the family would get together, you take all the furniture, push it to the side. Somebody had an instrument, they brought it, everybody would sing and drink, and the kids would go, you know, play in the kitchen or something. Right. So, is that kind of the same deal? You were familiar with this growing up? Yeah, I am. Although what what we would do is uh, the adults would be in the kitchen <laughs> uh, and the kids would have to go uh, either uh, outside or upstairs. You know, we would we'd uh, play tiddlywinks or whatever and uh, or snowball fights. And uh, the adults would. Um, well, my mama grew up in a pretty small house, but she had uh, or she she had a little little tiny house. Uh, where she brought up seven children. Uh, it was a little tiny kitchen, and they would they would sit down. There weren't any fiddlers in my family. That my uh, Steve Muses 
family was all full of uh, guitarists and fiddlers. So they would play fiddle tunes, but my family were singers. That's awesome. Um, my dad's uh, dad was a singer and a sisters uh, both played the piano, but I don't remember them sitting around playing instruments. I remember that them um, sitting around uh, singing songs and playing cards. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Now I'd like to talk about a couple of places. You, I mean, we talked in the intro. You played a ton of super interesting places, but I'd like to talk about a couple of them if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, tell me about the Fête des Acadiens. Fête des Acadiens in France. You got, yeah. What was that festival? How'd you end up there? Describe it for us. That sounds super neat. Yeah, it was. It was neat. It was kind of surreal. Um, it wasn't so much of a festival as it was a, a symposium. And I was invited to represent the Acadian maniacs, you know, the, uh, Acadian, <laughs> the Acadians awesome. of Maine. Uh, I got there. Um, they had a, a whole schedule of, of speakers uh, from different places, um, including a, a professor from the University of Moncton and other dignitaries from, from France and, and different places. Uh, and in between each speaker, I uh, was uh, invited to play a song from uh, Meme's Notebook. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was great. And it was so much fun. And I uh, did my best uh, to represent. But I realized after a little bit that, uh, or, well, I, I don't think they intended it to be this way, but I felt a little bit like uh, John Merrick on display, like, this is what happens when you, <laughs> when you, you yeah. send yeah when the Acadians are not uh, uh, connected with their language you get this shell of a man yeah. who can barely speak French who, who is struggling to keep uh, hold on to his heritage so I was like the um, and, and this was oh maybe 50, almost fifteen years ago now. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh you were the cautionary tale yes yeah exactly exactly <laughs> it was very strange but uh very informative and the people were very sweet to me uh but i think they felt sorry for me <laughs> <laughs> no i do also the one i mentioned in their in bio when i was introducing you uh the congress mondial and i don't even know if i'm coming anywhere close to these pronunciations yeah, in new brunswick can... live yep. on the cbc so tell us yeah. about that. That must have been, I would have been absolutely petrified. That was a pinnacle musical career so far. It was the biggest crowd that I've ever played to. There were well over 10,000 people oh, wow. in the audience and, you know, huge stage um, and playing with some of the uh, Acadian greats like um, Zachary Richard was the host, you know, he's one of my heroes. And uh, Lisa LeBlanc, who's a, a killer New, New Brunswick Acadian folk artist. And Le Hay Babies, I don't know if you've heard of them, but they are an awesome trio from Moncton. So, yeah, it was, oh, and uh, Steve Riley from Louisiana was, uh, they, was representing the Cajuns. Uh, so it was a huge, um, <laughs> spectacular concert and uh still available if you dig around on the cbc you can you can watch the whole thing well we're gonna do some searching then if we can find yeah. it we'll put the link underneath for this yeah uh, i think in our show notes yeah i think you can get so my uh website robertsylvain.com has links to a youtube channel where uh somebody posted that nice uh, our 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 part of the of that program 
Okay, very cool. Now, so now we have to get to the current project that we've mentioned a whole bunch of times. The Meme's Notebook Project. Yeah. Maybe big picture, what is the Meme's Notebook Project? Meme's Notebook is a set of songs that were passed down to me throughout the generations. It was written down by my Meme, Eliza Thibodeau, and they're all old Acadian folk songs. And of course, all in French, but also all without uh, musical notes or, uh, or chords or, or, or anything like that. So it's just the lyrics. There's about three dozen songs uh, in this one notebook that I've got. And when it was passed down to me, I immediately recognized it as a treasure. That's awesome. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's full of, uh, of history and heritage and interesting bits uh of of our culture in uh, ingrained in these songs sure so the first thing that i did is transcribe them in french because my meme uh has beautiful handwriting but uh her uh, she had no formal schooling so uh her spelling is a little off and the sure. french is a little bit different than parisian french uh so uh there's a lot of idioms and and, and oddities so that was the first step and then I started the process of searching for the melodies. And a lot of them um, may be lost to our generation, but many of them I found in archives in the University of Maine, Fort Kent, thanks to Lisa Ornstein, who was the director of the archives back in the day. And, and she recognized many of them. That's awesome. Uh, from field recordings that she had done. And uh, my, my father and my aunt, Trudy recognized uh, one or two, uh, so I was able to put together a few of the songs, uh, you know, directly from from my family's uh, recollections. Internet searches, uh, sure. pouring through uh, tomes of old uh, songbooks, and uh, you know, some of them I found in archives in in the old world in Europe. So they've That's awesome. they've uh, survived hundreds of years in in different versions. So there are many versions of these songs. A lot of them are, uh, you know, because they're folk songs, they have uh, different versions that, you know, might share just a, uh, uh, a single line. Uh, and Meme would put, uh, use the first line as the title for most sure. of them, which made it difficult to, you know, search through tables of contents. Right. Just that you couldn't do that. So really what I had to do was internalize the essence of each song and I would start to recognize songs just based on their the story or the meter or a specific phrase that was a long road (laughs) (laughs) been working on this for over 10 years and then it became apparent that there was another step that had to be taken which is uh to translate them uh, into English which actually wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be yeah, it's oh. interesting you mentioned that because uh, when, when I heard that you translated, all that popped into my head is kind of crazy. I once heard a NPR interview with Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones, and he was talking about a conversation he had with the singer-songwriter Warren Zevon. Yeah. And I remember Warren Zevon telling Keith Richards that he thought the most important thing about songwriting was what he called vowel movements. Vowel with a V, <laughs> A-E-I-O-U. Yeah. 
and yeah. putting them, choosing where to put them and using them at the right place at the right time. And yeah. I'm just wondering how you could tra- translate a song, keep the melody, keep the meaning, but knowing that those vowels aren't going to ain't gonna line up. Right. Yeah, it's a challenge for sure. I guess what I found is that since I had already internalized these songs and had been singing them in French uh, for many years, I had an intimate connection to the meaning of the song so that when it came to translating them to English, it was important to me to keep the meaning and the feel and, um, you know, honor the original lyric. A lot of those translations came came pretty easily. I switched around the rhyming schemes in some cases, and I kept some of the idiomatic, you know, French grammar in order to keep the song sounding French. Sure. And I think that people will recognize that when they when they hear the the songs that they're not typical American folk songs. They definitely are Acadian folk songs, and it has a certain feel and a certain texture. Uh, that I that I worked really hard to keep. That's awesome. That's very cool. I would like to ask you, if you don't mind, about yeah. Meme Thibodeau herself. Yeah, because this is kind of fun for me. Uh, part of trivia that has never come up with the French Canadian Legacy podcast. I actually have the last eight names in my family tree. The most recent eight names in my family tree tattooed on my left arm. Oh, cool. What, one of them is Thibodeau. Is a better nice. Fact. It is. Yeah. So, yeah. So who, tell us about Meme Thibodeau. Was she a musician? How did it become that she was the one to write all these down and save them? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that actually it's not uncommon for the matriarch of the family in Acadian culture to keep one of these um, notebooks. Uh, It was sort of a, uh, you know, something for posterity. I have actually another notebook that her brother kept that has many of the same songs, but, you know, so there might be a volume four. (laughs) (laughs) One one thing at a time. Uh, My meme, Eliza Thibodeau, grew up in the St. John's River Valley in Connors, New Brunswick. My my Pepe, her husband, Henry Sylvain, lived on the other side of the river in what's now the United States. And as we know, the St. John's River in the winter freezes over. So that's sort of uh, that's so great. The rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, back then they—I don't think that they paid much attention to the border. Sure. Um, but uh, there, uh, Eliza was a uh, one of uh, twelve, and Henry was uh, one of eleven. So there was a uh, her brother married his sister. Uh, so you know, there's gotcha. kind of slim pickings up there, uh, so, <laughs> and. Uh, I'm not surprised that you've got Thibodeau uh, in your roots because if you if you go back far enough, I think you'll see that the uh, Acadian family tree is more like a wreath than a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> so where are we with this project now? Have you, how many have you recorded? Because uh, this obviously this is an enormous process. Because you got this notebook with just lyrics, you got to find the melodies, you got to translate a bunch of them. So where are we now? Yeah, thanks for asking. The first twelve songs. Uh, are ready for uh, recording. And I've started a Indiegogo campaign to pre-sell the record and songbook. So I'm going to be producing a two-CD two set with uh, uh, a dozen songs sung in French and then the same dozen songs sung in English. Very cool. 
and then also uh, to accompany the CDs, producing a songbook, which will be a spiral-bound notebook with the lyrics in both French and English, the notes and chords for each song, and then also references, little history of each song. Because each song has an incredible history of its own as they uh, traveled from Europe through Brittany to sure. Nova Scotia to the St. John's River Valley and down to Maine. You know, it's, it's, uh, they're really epic. So yeah. it's been an epic project. Yeah, that's so great. So anybody who purchases, you're not just going to get two CDs, which is so cool, but you're going to get a ton of other stuff about these songs, which is, I think that's awesome. Very, very Thank awesome. You. No, very cool. Now, I did want to catch a quote because I thought there was a, you had a quote that I saw uh, from your website, which I had to write down because I thought it was kind of neat. You said that I'm not interested in heritage preservation for its own sake. Some traditions are simply better off under glass. Instead, I strive to find the vital parts of our music and culture. What was that about? Can you explain that for us? I thought that was really yeah. cool. Thank you. You know, I think, I guess for me, uh, this music wants to be heard because of what we can learn from it and because it's, it's, it's a part of history, but also it's beautiful music that I think a, a, anybody will enjoy. Even just the, uh, even if you don't speak French, I think that, uh, you know, I've found that people respond to the French versions of the song. But when you peel back that other layer and s- begin to listen to the lyrics, they're just some beautiful sentiments that transcend uh, the generations. And that's the, those are the gems that I want to polish and present. You know, I think that music wants to be, wants an audience. I'm not an anthropologist. I'm not an archaeologist. I'm a, I'm a musician and a performer and I'm an Acadian. My interest is in um, bringing our culture forward, honoring the past by showing how the past connects with our present and our future so that's what this project is really about that's awesome well thank you so much for joining us this has been an absolute blast i gotta ask if somebody first of all team french canadian legacy is absolutely placing an order Uh, but if somebody (laughs) wants to place an order uh where could they go where can we send them yeah but uh best thing is to just go to my website robertsylvain.com uh and there's a link there to the Indiegogo site, and there's a bunch of other links uh, to ways to help and uh, and things to do and uh, fun to be had. Uh, I'm going to be doing <laughs> a bunch of uh, uh, concerts and educational programs as well uh, as part of this uh, whole project. You know, I've started to uh, go around to um, local uh, high schools, uh, grammar schools, and and colleges want to um, explore this kind of musical heritage project and and uh it, it teaches a little bit about history it teaches a little bit about language and a little bit about uh, music and uh so that's that's one of the things that i'm committed to bring forward as well as making it into an educational uh piece well robert this has been a ton of fun an absolute blast the, the memes no like projects super interesting also super important i really hope a bunch of people jump on because i'm preserving these songs is absolutely a um, Amazing, amazing goal. I thought that was really, really cool. So thank you so much thank for you. joining us, Robert. Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate it. It was great talking with you. Would you 
to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode.